Hey, it's the Real Estate Steps Podcast. Welcome to your number one resource for real estate information. Hey, everybody, this is Bob, and it's time for another episode of Real Estate Steps. And today we have a special guest. That's right. Who is it, Mamir? Who is a special? Who's our special guest? Who is it? I just know his first name, Tony. He's a home inspector. <laughs> Tony the home inspector. <laughs> Tony the home inspector. Tony the home inspector. <laughs> My name is Bob. Does that make me the builder? Bob the builder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Tony Lukowitz. I'm with LRS Home Services. Um, been doing it 17 years now. Absolutely love my job. Absolutely love it. Well, since I know for myself, I'm using Tony as an inspector. Yes, right? personally. For years, many years yeah. now. And I've used him once uh, because Amir recommended him, and it was fantastic. So, Amir, why did you recommend Tony? Well, first, yeah, the main reason why we met in the beginning, because... Um, when I get a, a buyer, actually, obviously, I push for the inspection all the time. But then I have to meet there to open the door, sir. Well, Tony was the only one with the MLS key, by the way. So I can send directly there and I come later. Love it. And then, uh, you know, he was doing a very good job. And then I start, uh, you know, uh, using his services and referring to other agents. Yeah. Tony, why should a anybody, buyer or a seller, uh, do a home inspection on a property before they buy it? Well, buyers, uh, obviously, there's so many things with a house. I mean, we I maybe look at you know 20,000 different things in a house when I do a home inspection. There's so many little things, and even if you're a general contractor, you know you you have a, a general idea about the how how the house should look, making sure everything's you know where it should be and not broken, but. Going through the way we do, um, it's just a slow process. We're opening up every single cabinet door and window and, you know, of course, all the major systems, HVAC, plumbing, heating and air, roof, structural, taking everything into account and then um, uh, providing a full report with photos. That report is then used to negotiate a better price or to get repairs done. Um, so it's, uh, it's obviously very valuable for a seller to do a home inspection. It's uh, important because if you're uh, putting your house up, you have a buyer come in, people are getting approved for different things. You know, you have two, three weeks go by, and then finally they go, okay, let's do the home inspection. And they find out that there's too much wrong with the house that they just, they don't want it. So now you've just wasted two weeks with uh, a potential buyer and you got to start all over again. If you have the home inspection prior, then all those things are out in the open. When they walk in the door, they see what they're going to buy. Of course, they can get their own home inspection if they like, but there shouldn't be any big surprises. I agree. I mean, uh, Sacramento, for example, Sacramento area. So it's not very common that seller provides the right. uh, home inspection report. Uh, unlike uh, uh, Bay, area. Bay Area, in Bay Area, you put a home inspection, uh, pest inspection center. I think it's wrong. So we should be providing a home inspection too. A seller should ha should know what's wrong with the house, so they can address the issues before. Mm -hmm. You know, buyer gets involved, and buyer's inspector gets involved, and buyer's contractor, or maybe buyer's. You know, yeah. who knows? Brother you know, brother is, yeah. is uh, <laughs> inspector, right? So uh, you wanted to address those things before, uh, and then uh, it's cheaper as well for the seller. Mm. And right. there's no surprises. There's no surprises. So and then uh, uh, and mostly you can actually advertise with a you know home inspection report and and may eventually pest clear pest inspection. All this helps. Uh, promoting and advertising the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing the house. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Is there a price point that you would use do a home inspection? I mean, if it, let's let's say you're only selling a house that's three hundred fifty thousand, would you recommend having a home inspector come in at that price Bef point before the Be listing? Before listing, yeah, absolutely. Because then you know what's wrong with the house. 
right? Regardless, it could be condo of uh, 150,000, right? So you know it's um, maybe AC is not heating, uh, cooling, uh, uh, or or heating properly, or whatever. So or whatever the potential issues are, what the home inspector will uh, point uh, on the on the report. And then most uh, the best thing is actually you will have a, a report with a picture so you can uh, attach the MLS and then um, promote that way. And that, what I would a, do as well. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What I would do as well uh, when I do the, the home inspection for a seller, then I will come back at no additional charge, um, check all the repairs that have been done, and then update the report so the buyers can see what was wrong and what has been <coughs> that's completed. Nice. Oh. I, I like that. What about <coughs> newer homes, Tony? A home that's 10 years old or younger. Um, I have definitely have done them. I've actually done brand new homes. They'll have the 12 month uh, guarantee or warranty on the house. They'll have you come in after the 11 months. You know, it's very rare to find something on a much newer home, but 10 years, um, we do come across things. Most what you have to worry about on a home like that is what the homeowner has done since they've moved in. So they add in a hot tub or, you know, put in lighting, do something. That's where we usually find those problems. But I did come across a situation where it was a brand new home and they had connected the upstairs heating and air conditioning ducts um, to uh, turn on when the downstairs thermostat was turned on. So they had it reversed. So that was one incident a long time ago. But yeah, that's something that they obviously had to go in and fix. So how would a, a real estate agent interview or, or find a good home inspector? Because we, you know, we were talking before we started the podcast and how I had uh, a home inspector basically kill my deal yeah. because they were too yappy and, and too opinionated in what they were saying as opposed to just reporting the facts. Um, you know, a lot of times we just look at, hey, are you available? <laughs> so how should we in- interview somebody? You know, um, I really think it's um, word of mouth from your fellow uh, realtors. Um, I would say most, uh, you know, 80% of the home inspectors out there are very good. They do their job well, but there is a few out there. I've read some reports, you know, they're calling structural engineers on stucks in the crack and cracks in the stucco, things like that, that just, you know, going over the top. So those guys, you know, they try to impress you that they're there or they scare the clients, those kind of guys you don't want around. But I would say most of them are, are fairly good inspectors. So then when you are talking to a home inspector, if he's trying to impress you, that's the red flag. <laughs> right. Using big words. And, you know, you have to be able to read your clients, too. And the buyer's coming in. Are they a first-time home buyer? Or are they a 30-year retired general contractor? You would definitely speak to those people a little differently. Yeah, that's very important. So because Tony talks differently to the first-time buyers or somebody who is, you know, flipping the houses. And right, then he can right. um, explain. Because, you know, like cracks in the... In the stucco is good example. So some people freak out. You know, houses has foundation damage or whatever, right? Which is not the case. Um, you know, stucco is a rigid material which moves. It cracks. Uh, it doesn't move and cracks, yeah. right? So what are some of the crazy things that you've uh, encountered on, on a home inspection? That's why I'm really <laughs> You've been doing yeah. it for how long? Have you been doing this again? Seventeen years. Seventeen yes. years. Yeah. So I've yeah. seen quite a bit. A lot of safety. A lot of the same stuff over and over again. But I did the, probably the worst. Uh, safety issue that I had come across. I got up into an attic. I had the furnace running. I was going to do a visual inspection on the furnace. And uh, when I got up in the attic, it was very hot and very humid, more so than I'd ever felt before. And I happened to look over. I noticed that they had had the roof repaired or actually replaced. And when the roofers had removed the old roof, they cut the um, the vent pipe for the furnace down below the roof line so they could work. And then they roofed right over the top of it. <laughs> so this whole, probably, I think it was a year and a half that had happened. And the the exhaust was blowing right against that wood sheathing, and the wood sheathing was charred, not to mention the whole attic was full of CO. Um, so that was probably the biggest that that could have been something. Oh, it's amazing nobody died now. Yeah, yeah, so, it could, oh it could have been worse, yes. <laughs> Crazy. 
So I saw a YouTube so. video of a home inspector, and there was a bunch of rattlesnakes under the attic. Um, wow! <laughs> I mean, excuse me, under the under, in, in, under the, the crawl, crawl space. space? Yeah. 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 Have you ever run into snakes in the crawl space? Uh, no, I have. I've <laughs> had people warn me that they had seen them in there. So obviously, that's a much slower crawl space uh, inspection. Um, I did come across one. It was up in Auburn, but it was just you know starting to go into the house. I hadn't been under there yet, though. But yeah, certain times of year in certain areas, you got to tiptoe, walk a little bit slower. Um, it's not very common, but you know you hear the homeowners telling you that they're there, so you have to. Yeah, you have to watch or out. raccoons, rabid raccoons. Yeah, possum <laughs> or possums. Yeah. yeah, that happened to my sister. She had a family of raccoons and uh, under her house, and it had babies. It was under her deck outside. <laughs> it had babies, and you could hear him. You'd stomp on it in there. Hilarious. <laughs> so, do you have a list of? What is inspected? I mean, is that something that a homeowner could look at too and just see exactly? Or, or if a, if the buyer want, wanted to, you know, say, hey, can you make sure to check out these certain areas? Is do you communicate with the buyers ahead of time that way? If they have special requests, if there's a certain concern, some part of the house, something they've heard, they heard on disclosures, or they've had a trouble with in the past, and they'll bring it up to me. Yes, I don't mind, you know, looking a little closer at something. Maybe even something I don't typically look at, or if it's. You know, uh, I don't know, a spot on the wall that means nothing to me. If they care about it, then I'll, I'll put on the report. I don't care. But I do belong to the National Association of Certified Home Inspectors. There is a standards of practice. It's all available online. It tells you every location, what we look at for the exterior, interior, roof, you know, plumbing, um, what is what is um, required for me to look at and what we don't look at. So that's all available to them. Does every home inspector have to be a part of that association? You, you're not required to be any part of any association. It's not required to be licensed. But oh. it is nice because when you're part of an association, um, you get updated uh, education. Um, there's always little things that come out online. Mm -hmm. and, and there's forums you can get involved in, and you can hear guys talking about different things they've come across and how they you know, reported it. Um, so that's nice to have that. That's probably part of the problem, but you have a bad inspectors because there's really no licensing like um, uh, real estate license. Right. Even pest inspector has to be licensed, right? Mm -hmm, so right. pest inspection uh, inspectors are licensed and a different structural right. board. Is there. I heard actually they will be adding, uh, requiring a license for the home inspectors. Uh, I, I in think a that's couple great. Years, I think it's a good 20, idea. Twenty twenty or twenty twenty two, whatever. So in a couple of years, it's gonna be required. I'm in. Which is which is good. I'm sure that's great. Yeah. yeah, good for us experienced home inspectors. <laughs> right. So you think that'll weed out the the guys that aren't, huh? Yeah. If there's, uh, you know. I mean, if someone could just say, you know, I'm, I'm retired now as a general contractor, I want to be a home inspector, they have a little more to think about. They have to, you know, take some tests and probably some fees involved. Um, so, yeah, that would probably wipe out some of That's those. That's not a problem. I heard uh, there's people, um, they don't have anything to do with the construction. They still still go in the home inspection business, right? Yeah. So maybe, whatever, computer engineer or whatever, right? Right. So go to a license, uh, you know, certification, he's a home inspector. Right. right so that's definitely not good for uh, for us uh, or for buyers and sellers you really wanted somebody who is experienced with the uh, ideally with the construction experience right. to be home inspector mm -hmm. uh, tell me the uh, the biggest difference between uh, a home inspector and a pest inspector because I know that sometimes buyers confuse that right so the pest inspection wood destroying organisms okay. so fungus dry rot termites uh, wood beetles you know, anything that all that destroys the house. The home inspector, we're looking at you know those things. If we can come across obvious dry rot, or I don't get too much involved in specifically pointing out that you have you know uh, subterranean termites. I can't say that I couldn't because the pest inspection is a federally regulated industry and they have training and they're licensed for a reason. If 
for the home inspector, like I said, we are looking at all the different aspects of the home, uh, the plumbing, the electrical, heating and air, roof, structural, all the exterior. I mean, and as I said, just as simple as opening up cabinet doors and windows. Every single thing that's wrong with the house, we'll make a report on it. The pest inspector, if they find a leak that's not mm -hmm. affecting the house, they're not even required to call it. Right. So they get under a house and it's a drain leak and it's dripping straight down here in the dirt. They don't say anything about it because it's not messing with the house. Or I would definitely call something like that. Now, if you see damage uh, done from pest inspection, from, from pests, mm -hmm. okay, I mean, it's pretty evident. How would you call that out? Would you just say, hey, there's evidence? Uh, the report, does, it just says wood deterioration. Like we can't say termite damage. Right, so right. wood deterioration is a pretty general wording, and then at least it brings a, you know, you take a picture of it and then brings everyone's attention to it, and then they can have someone take a look at that. Got it. Yeah, you got to be careful. One of the things I'm curious of is the, and I'm, I'm, I'm going off my most recent uh, fiasco with a home inspector, but it was the opinions that they write about, oh, water damage. This could probably cause the house to fall apart. Um, is there a specific way that you respond to things that you, when you observe something and you're going, oh, okay, there's a little bit of water stain on here. And they're saying, oh, it could be active, could be this, could be that. And all of a sudden, they, they, this guy threw out four different scenarios as to why there's water there. And I went, dude, you, you just, you're killing me on this one. Yeah. What is, is there a standard thing of how you reply to that, something like that that you observe? Or do you have, you have your own standard that you say? Uh, there's not a standard. And um, I try to keep it general because it is a general home inspection. So if I see a stain on the wall, I don't know if it's oil from, you know, they had a Crisco bottle up on the shelf and it fell. I don't know if it's from a leaky, leaky roof. You know, the kids were goofing around. Maybe there's a fish tank next to it. So I try to keep everything pretty general, just as long as I've taken a picture of it, pointed it out. If, I am un if I'm positive I know what it is, if there's something that I just I know exactly what it is, then I might say possibly due to, just so that I could give them kind of direct. For the most part, I just keep it general and point it out and let them know that it's there so they can, you know, address it with the sellers. Uh, I wish every home inspector did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not not everybody is the same. But the important thing to uh, to mention uh you are not liable for any uh, items not visible, right? So That's a right. home inspector cannot see through the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know what's inside the wall. Uh, you check the outlets, but uh, you, you, you know, can't get to them now. You, you cannot. You not, lift up you, the carpet. You don't not, open the no, <laughs> yeah. through the sheetrock. Nothing. Exactly. It's an innovative home inspection. Correct. What is the biggest thing that you look for in older homes? Homes built in the 60s, 70s, or, or 70s, 60s, or older. Uh, is it electrical? Is, is that one of the biggest things that have changed over the years? I would say plumbing and electrical. Plumbing Not so much that late 70s. Plumbing should be fairly close to what we have now, but electrical for sure. The, the panels, the Zinsco panel, I know it drives Amir crazy. Those Zinsco panels are... God, they cause fires, but it's it's pretty rare. Depends on who you talk to. Electricians automatically, you know, they want everyone to know, hey, I've got one in my house. I'm not that worried about it. And I make sure and let all my clients know that I do have one myself. But so I would say, yes, electrical would be the, probably the biggest concern. Explain what that panel is. So the Zinsco panel, they've had issues with in the past where um, the bus bar can heat up so much it actually will weld the breakers to the bus bar. Rendering the breakers inoperable so it would cause fires. The scorching, you'll, they'll take the breakers off. That's what we don't do that during the inspection, but we would always recommend that an electrician would go out. They'll remove the breakers. They'll, they've taken pictures where it's all scorched behind the, behind the breakers. You know, that's why we refer it all out. We just do the initial, oh, someone's got to take a look at this. And then you get the big guys come in, the electrician, plumber. They're the ones that'll take that apart. And, and so you raise the alert, let them know. Right. 
But keep in mind, so since Kotemo, for example, like you mentioned, maybe one out of, I don't know, 100,000 uh, yeah. fires uh, was uh, a Zinsco panel, right? Because, but the Zinsco panel probably was causing more fires than any other panel, and th that's why they put on the yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, that list. Yep. So, and now I had the Zinsco panel in my previous house too, so no issues for 40 years, didn't yeah. burn out, right? No. So it doesn't mean it's going to burn out right. at all, but because one out of whatever, how many fires was. You got to call it. Yeah. Now you can imagine if you have a first-time buyer and then they read the yep. reports in Scopel made burn down, burn the house down, but the house is already there for fifty-five years, right? <laughs> That's what uh, we have to do. I mean, of course, you know, bring the awareness. The worst case, what could happen? They buy a house and then uh, next year burns down because of. Oh, panel. you could have the inspection <laughs> that day and that night it can go out. So that's no <laughs> doubt about that. That's for sure. Um, so those are the those homes. If you go a little bit, 80s, mid 80s to late late 80s, early 90s, you have the premier furnaces that have had issues. So those are the things we look at for oh, those really? type of houses. Okay. Yeah. Then you get into the late 90s, early 2000s. You have the Chinese um, rival. No. Yeah, no, the uh, Kitec plumbing. The Kitec, yeah. Kitec plumbing yeah. is a big yeah. issue. Yeah. So yeah. I always ask uh, the agent if I haven't already looked it up, like how, what's the age of the house, so I have an idea what I'm going to be coming across potentially yep wow interesting that's interesting you know it raises the next question uh, i know that you talk to buyers okay potential buyers when mm -hmm. they're looking at a house you do the inspection and uh, buyers especially first-time home buyers they have a tendency of reading the report and they'll go oh my god this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and then we hear it from them they want this fixed this fixed so we we kind of warn the buyers look man we're looking for major stuff okay if you've got an electrical outlet that's not working that's not major we'll address it but it's not a major thing so how do you talk to a buyer about stuff like that um I, well it's very important that the buyers show up to the inspection right and so uh, when they don't show up then yeah all they have is the report to look at and it can look a little intimidating when they look at it when they're there i'll say yes this is a safety issue but all you have to do is change this breaker out all you have to do is you know it's very sometimes it's a very simple fix so they get a better understanding about that kind of stuff i had one guy I saw a crack in the driveway he's ready to walk out of the house for the crack in the driveway and, uh, you know, I had to calm down. I don't know if I calmed down or not, but I know that, you know, he was very concerned about that. And so I tried talking him down. They had concrete cracks. It's, you know, you can't get around, especially the older stuff where they had these giant slabs. No rebar. They're going to crack. When you have the stress. No rebar, huh? Yeah. No rebar, probably. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah with tree was like, we just had that uh, big drought, you know. Yeah. We had seven years of drought. So all the trees are just, you know, rooting out, trying to find water somewhere. And uh, so we got a lot of extra cracks and people were concerned. But, you know, you just talk them down. <laughs> just talk them down. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's, good. that's why I like Tony. <laughs> yeah. No, last uh, three inspections what we did, uh, there was um, no bolting. No to the foundation, foundation bolts, yeah. No and, uh, foundation bolts? Yeah. Well, houses built in uh, uh, 1950, 1920, so 100 plus years, right? Wow. Uh, no foundation bolts. So uh, some buyers getting concerned. Some, I mean, I would be concerned myself too, but uh, on the other hand, that house stands there for 100 years. Long right? time. And there's so, not a lot of seismic activity in the Sacramento area, but it's all required on new homes now, so it has right. to be there for sure. Right. And I know that your uh, a home inspector's report is not binding to things, but you're going to see things that are not in, in, up to code like they what it is now and, and that sort of thing. Do you do home inspectors call those things out, or do you just – because that was another thing that this guy did, which was uh, – it still has a bad <laughs> sore spot on me. <laughs> But he kept calling out, oh, this is not up to code. This is not up to code. And I went, shut up. This house was built in 1985. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he kept saying that 
which caused the homeowner to think, I want this house brought up to code. Oh, no, no. No, Nobody do will do this yeah. probably because code is changing every three to four years, right? So. Agreed. Or even more. Yeah. If I'd have met that home inspector, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have given a piece of my mind. But the idea, uh, what about the whole thing of when you see that, that's something that's not up to code? So um, we don't do a code inspection. So any general home inspector, typically they're not going to do uh, the organization that they belong to specifically says this is not a code inspection. So, um, But some of the things I call out, if the water heater is not strapped, obviously that's a code issue. But I don't say that they've broken this code. They just say that the water heater needs to be strapped. When it comes to codes, as Amir said, even even less sometimes they'll change. Once a year, codes will change. And then you go county to county, the codes are changing. So for a home inspector to know every county, city, you know, what's the most up-to-date codes, um, it's it's be very difficult. So typically we do not call that out. But most of the things that would be a code, we would then recommend that they would have it updated. Like, of course, all the older homes, 1950s, none of the outlets are, are, are grounded. And so they'll people will take and remove the two-prong outlets and put the three-prong on there so it looks like it's grounded. Well, that's not safe because someone thinks it's grounded. They're plugging something that's not grounded. So I will just call that out. So those calls will be there, but it won't be I have anything to do with codes. Yeah, because what this one did is on the kitchen, you now have to have GFCI outlets all the way around yeah, the all kitchen. Yeah, that's right. Well, this house was built in the 80s. It only had one. No. And he called it out. Now, I need to have all three GFCI. You know, the code, today's code is GFCI lights everywhere. And so the homeowner went, flipped out. I mean, the home, the buyer flipped out, wanted them all replaced. Well, it's uh, sim- uh, that would be more like safety issue, too. I mean, replacing them are not expensive, right? Not, not replacing, so. installing new one. I'm installing GFCIs in every single. Yeah, that's required on new homes. New home builds, every single outlet has to have GFCI protection. Every single one. In the kitchen. Yeah. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. And but even there the are how many? Three, four. Right. So that's like 50 bucks, right? So, and then uh, that's easy to install. Uh, but there are things like uh, stairs, for, for example. Mm-hmm. Stairs, you know, riser versus, uh, you know, um, you know, dimensions were different before. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, that could be issue. So you cannot up- upgrade the stairs. You cannot take the stairs down, put a new uh, code, uh, you know. Uh, and that stairs. home inspector is actually taking a chance because his standards of practice are telling him not to do that. So if he then puts himself out there and starts quoting codes, then he needs to do a code inspection for the whole house. He can't go, oh, I was only doing code inspection for the electrical. No, no, if you've decided to do that, now you have to, you put yourself out there. If the stairs are too high or the railing's not, not up to code, he's got to call all that as to code. And he's, he's uh, some, there's some liability in there. Mm-hmm. A few things for I point. Uh, for example, it's uh, the railing is four inch between mm-hmm. the railing. So that's to the code, I mean, you you can mention code or not, but it's kind of safety issue, especially if they have small kids, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then um, uh, height of the guardrails, uh, if they're on the, on the landings and stuff, it has to be 40. 40 inches. 40 inches. 40 if it's over inches. 30 inches. So that's safety issue too, because somebody can just fall down. Mm-hmm. And on GFCI. GFCI outlets are not uh, that, that difficult to install. Yeah, I always, I mean, buyers ask for it, and they're like 10 bucks each, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, if... Most people can install themselves. Electrician may take one hour, right? How much is in one hour? So, <laughs> so. The thought was, is like what you were saying is, if they start calling updated code things to a home, then yes, that again, that throws out more um, doubt in the mind of the buyers. You're saying that if they start doing it 
to one area, they would have to do it to a, a, to a, a large area. But I'm going, that's not really even the purview of the home inspection. Am I right? Am I right? That's absolutely 100%. Yep. Okay. We're doing a general home section, invasive, no codes. We can't guarantee any of the products. So, you know, anything that the HVAC, it could be running now and go out tonight. I mean, all I just know if they're in the inspection, this is how, how the house looked. And that's it. So I think it's important to uh, we as realtors to educate our buyers that, yeah, codes change all the time. Okay. And uh, just don't be unreasonable with stuff. Okay. Because like like you guys said, they, they change what, every three to four years or sometimes sooner? Sometimes sooner. Yeah. So, I mean, if a house was built in the 80s, mm-hmm. okay, the codes are different then. Uh, if it's a blatant safety issue, then then try and take care of it. But if it's just, a, you know, because something's not up to today's code, well, you know what? In three years, it could be different. Right. They've got to code again. If they're insisting on that, then they got to go buy a brand new house. There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> so we need to educate our buyers. Even a new house in 20 years is not going to be too That's right. That's true. That's true. I have a question because I've run into this, and I just I, I, I feel bad for you guys, uh, where, where the house is so cluttered, specifically garages, uh, but they are so cluttered. How, how do you... How do you do it, man? How do you do it? Well, I mean, we have to put in the report that it was extensive personal property. We weren't able to inspect it. Okay. Um, I know one I just did recently for Amir. They, this guy was a hoarder. There was just so much stuff. There was so little that I could see, especially in the basement. And so I knocked off some of the price of the inspection and told her if she wanted to pay an additional $50 later, I'd come back once the house is completely cleared out and just do Got a it. quick little once through That's at nice. that point. Yeah. But when it's that cluttered... Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we went through, I know it's bad, but when we went through all the housing crisis there for a short time, um, there was nothing but vacant homes. So we were able to just inspect it all. It was all wide open. But um, I know that it can get, I know it can get pretty bad. So you just do your best to try to work around it. But I have one more question because, yeah. again, I've run into this too. Homes, you've been doing this for 17 years, you said? Yes, sir. You walk into a home where the pet specifically cats have peed all over the place oh. and and some of that it just gets in there and stays in there mm-hmm. i mean what do you recommend i mean what do you do so on that do you have a rebreather you know, mask we, that you uh <laughs> that you oh as far as do you know doing the inspection no no um and as far as what i would call on that yeah i mean i we we really usually don't unless it's a big concern of the client i've had an agent say hey listen can you please mention the the urine smell right, in the house and right. so i will do that but um, as far as having to endure it, you just, you know, some houses are real nice. Some of them aren't so nice. But but some of them are so bad. I mean, you specifically not only have to replace the carpeting, but I mean, it gets in there, right? Oh, it yeah. It'll get into the wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have professionals come in and some of them and oh, do a full God. once over. Yeah, for sure. I had that happen in the house yeah. that I bought and had to take off the sheetrock. Oh, really? And had to uh, spray down the studs and then treat them and then put shellac over it because it had really soaked into the grain. And even though the surface was was done, the smell still kept coming out. Cat cat pee? Dog. Dog. And um, the the lady was invalid, and she had two male dogs in the house, and uh, they were able to reach... Marking every single court. They were able to reach two, three feet high. (laughs) Oh, my. And so we had to put shellac... On the cement and shellac, three or wow. three coats all on the studs. To get. What I've done before too, if I you show up to a house and every single room has a plug-in, you know, it's got the little odorizer going, and the whole place smells like whatever the smell they have. I'll, I'll call the agent and say, hey, you want to pull these? And because by the time the buyers show two hours later, you know, we'll get a good whiff of what's going on in that house, and uh, I'll give them that option if they want me to as well. Yeah. 
it's, <laughs> yeah, that's good because uh, they're putting this. Uh, they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. <laughs> well, that's great, Tony. Um, any other questions, guys? No, I think that's. Uh, I, I think we, we're making the case here that it, you know, one way or another, you should get a home inspection done. Absolutely. Maybe because uh, we have real estate agents listening to this podcast too. Maybe you put your uh, how yes. how people can contact you. Absolutely. We Love will to. have information on the website, but maybe yeah. say say uh, in in the in the, in the podcast too. Uh, so I am LRS Home Services. Uh, uh, website is lrshomeservice.com. Uh, my business number is 916-390-8730. And the uh, email address is my last name, Lukowitz at Comcast.net. That's L-E-W-K-O-W-I-T-Z at Comcast.net. Perfect. And by the way, if you have a three oranges or four yeah. oranges. Uh, I, uh, I used to be a clown. Uh, I did kids' parties, so uh, I'm a juggler. I'm, I'm here. I've been working with him for years. He just discovered that, so yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a new thing, I guess. Four four oranges, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Funny. Wonderful. All right, Tony. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brian. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Steps Podcast. We'll be back next week with some fresh topics about real estate news that's pertinent and relevant to you. You can follow us at Facebook or Twitter at Real Estate Steps. Be sure to subscribe to us at your favorite podcast streaming site. Also, you can follow us at realestatesteps.net. You can contact us, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week.